old town. I hope you're ready to have some fun. Good evening. Good evening. This is your night. Get ready. Wow. <laughs> okay, going live in five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> That's a great way to start the show. It is. What <laughs> better way can you start a show, really? Have you ever had an introduction like that? I have not. I have to say that's a first. That's the first one. Well, there you go. We uh, That's the first in your life. Thanks. I feel very welcomed, I have to say. <laughs> Welcome to the Be Humankind podcast. Uh, my name is Brian Stevens. I'm, uh, I'm your host. I'm here with my good friend, Mr. Ron Sonoda is in the background playing all that crazy music. And I am just super excited. Uh, we got two guests today. Uh, double bang for your buck here. Uh, but to kick the show off, I want to uh, introduce, welcome, and say thank you to Dr. Sarah Vinaldi. Well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> My pleasure to be here. It's a big studio audience. Yeah. I know, look at that. <laughs> so how are you doing? Really well, actually. Yeah. yeah. I think it's uh, it's been hitting our home now just getting a bit restless, but I think we're, we're really pulling together and thank goodness the sun's been shining the last few days and oh, we've been able to get outside. So I think that's really helping us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you and I were talking just before we went live here about, uh, how it's a refuge to go to work, and that's just kind of sad. It's, it's a bit <laughs> sad, I have to say. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my patients, but uh, yeah, this last little while, just getting that one or two days out of the house and feeling useful has been really great for my mental health anyway. Yeah, you know, and, and to, to be able to speak to that, that's where it's been, like, we have been so fortunate, and I have been, that I've had a place to, I still got that sort of, structure to my day where I get up and I can still go to work, if you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, at Frontline, uh, we're, uh, we're not, a, you know, uh, uh, the whole operation isn't open, but our uh, gym uh, has been open to our mm -hmm. first responders, keeping them uh, physically and mentally healthy. That's so during this thing, uh, but yeah, it's given me a purpose to go in, and it's given me a purpose which I have to thank you about uh, teaming up with the COVID health uh, movement and us being uh, the distributor for the hand sanitizer and PPE. It's given me that purpose to go to work, and some days I just make myself busy just to do. But absolutely, um, yeah, it's been awesome. So I I, I get it a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So uh, let's get to know you. Sure. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> um, so you you have a you're uh, a GP. Yes, I'm a family physician. Mm -hmm. okay. So I uh, work out in New Hamburg, mm -hmm. and I have a practice of about 1,400 patients currently. So wow. you know that's I'd say a medium to larger size practice, and yeah. uh, so we service that community. There's five of us working out there, and uh, yeah, it's been I've been there for a year now, and it's. It's been a really great experience and just getting to know all my patients and they're getting to know me and <laughs> getting used to my style and whatnot. So it's been great. So how's it been during the whole pandemic and in, in seeing these people? It's It's been stressful for, I think, everybody. You know, as a, as a patient, the, there's a lot of uncertainty. And if, if there's a medical issue, there's a lot of fear in terms of I don't want to go to the hospital and yeah. they're, they're even afraid to come to our office. And we're trying to encourage people, you know, that there are still other medical emergencies beyond COVID-19. And if they have, you know, particular symptoms, we urge them to go to the emergency room and they're taking all the necessary steps to protect people when they're there. 
And I think, you know, there's been a lot of messaging lately from the media saying how important it really is to go to the emergency room if you need to. Um, and then our office, we've made it as safe as we possibly can. So we have minimal staff there. The patients enter through a separate entrance, so there's no waiting around, minimal contact. Our staff are all in full PPE whenever we see a patient. You know, there's really important things that we have to keep in mind, like childhood immunizations need to be continued. So yeah. we have to bring those children in to get their immunizations. We don't want a measles outbreak on top of COVID-19. So it's very important that we encourage people to continue to come in when it's absolutely necessary. Yeah, absolutely. And have you ever had to work uh, in PPE before? I have, you know, as a, when you're a medical student or a resident, you often do because you'll have patients in isolation for various reasons in the hospital. And then you're either wearing the full droplet precaution, or if it's more of an airborne illness, then of course, like tuberculosis, for example, you would have to wear more of the N95 mask. So for us, and we follow all the recommendations for public health saying that a surgical mask or procedure mask in a face shield is sufficient rather than the N95 mask. And that's what we've been doing. And so, you know, I feel comfortable in it. However, I certainly had to review how to don and doff my equipment, yeah. which means taking it on and off properly because the number one source for healthcare workers infection is self-contamination. So it's very important that you take it off properly. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, we've uh, fortunate uh, for the people that have been at Frontline uh, with Ron and I with our uh, extensive uh, background. Um, we're pretty proficient in this mm -hmm. and taking it on, taking it off. Uh, but it still doesn't take away from I can't stand wearing that stuff. It's really hard to get used to. And, you know, I have a lot of sympathy for people. You see them out grocery shopping and they're constantly moving their masks around <laughs> on their face. And, you you know, you kind of just want to say, you know, try your best not to touch it. But it is very challenging, right? You're not used to doing that. And, and really none of us are. You know, what other time have we worn this amount of equipment all the time? I mean, maybe back in the days of SARS, but other than that, all healthcare professionals are struggling with that as well. But I think, you know, thankfully we have a little bit of experience how to do that. And now we're just trying to encourage the public and educate them on how to do it safely if they choose to wear it. Yeah. So do you consider yourself a community hero? Oh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> You're doing what you're doing because uh, you're doing an incredible service. Oh, well, thank you. I think... Uh, I think both Rob, my husband, and I, we just recognized the need for COVID health at the time. And there was just a lot of people in the community really yearning for a sense of purpose, wanting to help, but just not really sure how they could help. And I think that's how COVID health really came about. And I just said, you know what, there are all these businesses, individuals, how can we bring them together to have a common purpose and, a, and an area where that they can come to get that information on how they could actually be useful and as we were saying at the start of the show, how important it is to have that sense of purpose. I think that's really important to give people that, yeah. especially if they they want to volunteer and help out. And I'm sure you've been overwhelmed, as have I, the sheer number of volunteers. We couldn't keep up with the amount of emails of people asking how that how they could help. And I, I just found it incredibly humbling and just really speaks to our community and how everyone's willing to come together in this time. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, uh yeah, just like yourself, we've just been inundated with people that are, uh, people are just showing up at yeah. our door. Like literally just showing Isn't up and crazy? going, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, Like, I guess Hello. I'll find something for you to do. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what can I do? And I'm like, well, uh, yeah, well <laughs> I don't find know. Something. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll find something for yeah. you to do. So it is, it's pretty inspiring. 
Uh, it's pretty uh, pretty incredible how uh, the community has just rallied around mm -hmm. uh, you know each other, uh, rallied uh, behind the and the healthcare workers and first responders. And this is what what I find interesting too is it's not that you weren't appreciated for the job that you did previously, but now people have really taken notice of those things and and being super appreciative of. You know what our doctors do for us what our healthcare workers what our first responders do because just like everything in the world we just get lost sometimes and i think we were going just way too fast i agree it's we're forced to slow down in this moment and that that's very important and i couldn't agree with you more i think that it's not that our healthcare workers and first responders are taken for granted but i think sometimes people forget that they're human beings as well and that's why I just love this whole Be Humankind campaign, because I just want people to stop and recognize, you know, these people are human beings. They are putting their lives on the line every day to keep you safe. And they have families of their own that they come home to. And I was speaking about how my life has changed. And I'm this is what I signed up for. I got into medicine to help people. And this is what I want to do. But I can't deny the fact that my life has changed. I cannot just come in the front door and say hello to my children. I have to go downstairs. I have to go through a separate entrance, decontaminate, shower before I can even say hello to anybody. And I'm totally willing to do that. But, you know, my life has changed. And if I get a little sniffle or I see my kid has a fever, you know, it's there's a lot that goes into kind of managing that. And, and I remember just last week my daughter had a fever and it was kind of my first thought should have just been like, oh no, she's sick. How can I take care of her? And instead I was like, oh no, should I isolate from her? What if I get sick? Then I can't go to work and I just want to work and I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. And it's uh, it was an interesting paradox for me, just trying to grapple with those conflicting ideas and what I should be doing as a mother versus a physician. And uh, I think a lot of people are struggling with those sorts of things. And I think it just gives our patients and people in the community that moment to think, you know, they're really doing this for us and we need to be grateful for that. Um, but we do want to do it where, as you know, you're the same as me. You have that same drive to help people. And I, this is absolutely what I want to be doing. So I'm, I'm happy to do it. Well, good for being you. Thank you well, for you being too. you. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, and, and I think that's what we're just the point we're trying to get across. And you did it very eloquently that, um, you know, uh, a lot of the first responders that we help at, at Frontline Forward that come you know, through our door, uh, one of the biggest messages that I try to get across to them is that, you know, you're not Bob the police officer, you're not Sarah the doctor, you're not Ron the, uh, the firefighter. You're who you are. And, and we let the job um, define who we come to be. And, and that's how, and we start uh, portraying that to our families, to our friends, to our community, that instead of just being, hi, I'm Sarah, you know, you want to go, I'm Sarah the doctor. And, and we all do it. We yep. get caught up yep. in it. And what we're just trying to teach people that are coming through our doors is just uh, take that step back and realize that you're just you. You're, you're a human being uh, that does a pretty extraordinary job. Well, thank you for passing on that message. I think, I don't, maybe, I hope you don't underestimate how important that is because that is amazing that you're doing that for people because maybe it's just the thing they needed to hear that day, right? Exactly. Because, you know, and you know this very well, you can tell people 50 times. And on the 51st time, they tell you, 
why didn't you tell me that? Yeah. <laughs> you go, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. always want to be a doctor? Uh, I did from a very early age, I have to say. I probably was maybe in grade 10 or so, and I, I did a co-op in the hospital. So I was always interested in medicine. And then that co-op in a community hospital, I grew up in a small town, Fort Erie, just near, just across the border from Buffalo, good old Fort Erie, <laughs> and very, very small hospital. And uh, I was pretty hooked from that day. Uh, and then I was just kind of, you know, gearing my studies toward that. And in Ontario, it's not the easiest place to get into medicine. So it took me quite a while. And so I went back to school. I did my master's. I worked in anatomy for a while, um, doing dissections and and I did teaching for a good number of years. And then I finally got into medicine after a number of tries. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite determined, but it yeah. did take a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so. important to let people know too, right? So the, here's a passion that you had. Here's a direction in life. And you kept getting little stumbling blocks. Oh, yeah. It's just like what we're we're sort of facing right now. We, we've got a bump in the road. We've got a, a stumbling block. We just yeah. got to figure out how to get around it. Absolutely. And, and get over it. And, um, you know, it, fortunately enough uh, in my career, especially in the air ambulance uh, career, I work with just some of the most amazing doctors, uh, trauma team leaders and intensivists, ICU, CCU intensivists. But they're no different than you. They just had stumbling blocks and kept saying no, 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 next time, next time. Yep. And that's where we're at. As long as you're, as long as you have that passion, that desire, that drive, you'll find a way. I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, where are you going? Are you just, are you going to stay with your practice, or do you plan on? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stay there. I I just joined this past year, and it. You know, it takes a good three to four years before the practice will fully settle and they're kind of more used to me and how I practice medicine. And yeah. and uh, it's been really great getting to know them. And I really like the community. It's nice to be in a small town and feel like you're actually making a difference in that area. So I'm quite happy to be there and, and getting to know my colleagues more as well. Um, you know, I have other aspirations and COVID health was something that was very important to me just to uh, educate the population. And it, it was just a, a nice opportunity to do that if we could call COVID health an opportunity. But I think we have to see the positives of this current situation that we're in. And I'm very much like you and, and mental health is incredibly important to me. And I thought that this would be a nice resource for people. And we just want to continue to promote and the importance of being kind to one another, being there for one another and taking the stigma of mental health away a little bit. And this situation really magnifies how many people are probably struggling that maybe we're not able to recognize that before. And we're just try and trying to encourage people to seek help and, you know, give them the resources that are out there and, and let them know that there is somebody there who is listening. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, thank you for speaking to the mental health component because it is big. Let, let's let's be honest; mm -hmm. it's, it's big, and it's not just big for people with a diagnosis. It's just it's out there. It's it's out there, and it it sort of morphs and drives a lot of people's lives in a number of different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, so, thank you for pointing that out. And I wanted to talk to you about that. Like with your patients, are you seeing like a change in people's mental well-being? Oh, absolutely. I think you know some people really 
thrive in this type of situation. Perhaps they're a little bit more introverted anyway. So for them, they're like, well, this is just a regular day <laughs> for me. You. So they're kind of glad that there's not the, the societal pressure to go out and do things. Yeah. But other people, I think it is very challenging and, and especially taking away that human connectedness that just that face-to-face contact actually provides. And um, that is a, a big struggle, I think, for a lot of people. And I think if you just think of yourself and I, I personally felt like I was struggling a bit this week and I was trying to put my finger on what it was and I don't have a quote unquote mental health diagnosis, but you know, just think about somebody who does, if I'm struggling as much as I am and I, I, I really don't have any underlying condition, you can only imagine people who do and who are, you know, trying their best, how they must feel in this current situation. So I'm definitely fielding a lot of calls each day with mental health concerns. And, you know, if I have to take that extra five, 10 minutes on the phone with them just to listen. And I think that's sometimes just what people need is someone to actually listen and say, I get it. You know what? I'm scared too. And it's okay to admit that, you know, as a physician, I think sometimes other healthcare workers, I think they're kind of afraid. They always have to feel like they need to be strong. And, and I think sometimes showing a vulnerability is very important to people and, and to show them that you're struggling too, and that's okay. And and we'll figure it out together. Very well put. That's awesome. Um, I want to thank you for coming today. Oh, thank you so much it's, for having uh, me. It's been great to be uh, connected with you through COVID Health and the Be Humankind campaign. Uh, please continue to do the amazing work that you're doing for yourself, for the community, for your family. Uh, and I know we're all tired of hearing about this, but we will get through <laughs> this together. We will. We, we will. will. Thank yeah. you so much for everything that you've been doing. Right. We truly appreciate it. You've been an amazing partner. Thank you. Bye. Hey guys, Brian from Frontline Forward here out at Liberty Transport, a uh, big supporter of uh, COVID Health and the hand sanitizer program. We just did another successful run up to Murphy's Law with some mash. Talk to you later. Okay, welcome back to the Be Humankind podcast. I'm here uh, with our second guest of the day. Very, very fortunate, Mr. Robert Rinaldi. Hi guys, hey. nice to see you. Yeah, yeah. How's that? That's awesome. That's awesome. The Three Amigos. Do you remember The Three Amigos, the movie? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. I miss that. Martin Short. Oh, it's the best. The best. Um, Yeah, welcome. Thank you for coming in yet again for the podcast. Uh, You did one of the original, I think it was number one or number two, something like that. Um, But it's it's real important. Uh, It's it's exciting to have you back for uh, for number two. Now... This, uh, we had you back here today because this is going to become part of uh, the Be Humankind podcast in a beautiful location where we are at Tapestry Hall. Beautiful, eh? It's an incredible. An incredible venue. I can't, I I said it last show, I just can't get over this place. I know. I haven't even seen all of it yet. I know. And it's, once you come in, it just, it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. But everything from the sort of the the decorative to this installation that's sort of (laughs) hanging above us to the brewery, to the to the kitchen, everything about this place is just very, really unique. Yeah, it is very unique, and we got a, a big event that's going to happen down here uh, this weekend that uh, we're going to have a little exposure, and we've been very fortunate to be part of. So uh, we can't uh, we can't wait for for that to happen. Also, fantastic. Yeah, yes, this is yeah. a great location for you guys. It is. It's fantastic. And uh, so before we get going, before we get to know you, I just wanted to make a, a very big announcement. 
Uh, today is a one-year anniversary of Frontline Forward. No kidding. Yes. Wow, congratulations. Yes, thank you. And happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> yes, we... Uh, Oh, I feel like you should have a dance for this. There's, there's a Celtic version of this, isn't there? There must be. Yeah. No, it's awesome. It's, uh, you know, people have told us that we've, we've hit a very big milestone, yep. that we've made it to year one. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, it, it, with that and in the midst of, uh, of this pandemic also. So, uh, you know, big kudos to the, uh, to the staff at Frontline Ford. Uh, to the help that we have, big uh, high five to my daughter, Melissa, for really driving the bus over there. Uh, it's fantastic. And with what's going on right now, I've had the extreme opportunity to get to know you right. and to team up with you. Yep. And I, right. I couldn't be more uh, excited and appreciative of, of the fact, and I want you to know that. Oh, thanks, yeah. Brian. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. And likewise, I mean, this has been a... Uh, my God, it's only been, what, six or seven weeks that we've been working on it, but it feels like it's been almost forever. Yeah. It's been such an interesting period of time. But it has. It's been, it's been amazing. It's been yeah. incredible. Yeah. So we, uh, we got introduced to each other, and uh, I got the opportunity to be part of COVID Health. Yep. Uh, that you and your wife, Dr. Sarah Rinaldi, started. Yep. So, um, you know, why don't you explain a little bit about that and where we've transitioned? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the people that you meet along the ways in journeys like this are often, um, you know, unexpected. But I think, you know, with yourself and with Ron and, and all of the others that have been a part of this, it's um, it's been such an amazing journey. And hopefully, you know, Sarah's uh, been able to explain COVID health. She has. She'll probably yeah. explain a lot better than I can. Yeah, she did. A, she did an sure, okay right? job. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah. <laughs> Depends where the bar is. There, yeah, you know? there you go. <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, with the Be Humankind campaign being such an integral part to COVID health and obviously you guys very much the voice, I mean, just through by virtue of this this podcast, yeah, um, it, it really does speak volumes, right? And so the uh, the, co the era of COVID health was a moment in time and, and obviously we'll continue to uh, see how it goes forward in the rest of the world. But I think the voice of be humankind will continue on. And I think it really should. It's a, uh, it's a rallying cry for uh, what started as a pandemic. And I think will continue um, to help people in so many other ways, not just related to COVID. And I think that's the really important part here is that it, it really transcends COVID. And I could not be happier um, to see it continue um, past covidhealth.ca, a website in, in transition as something so much larger and so much bigger and just be an extension I know of, of who you guys are as people and and I think who others would love to aspire to be uh, as, you, as you continue to grow it. Wow thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no it's it's big and and uh, uh, you know you, you you put it so well like when we we have all these meetings all the time you said just like COVID health definitely did have a purpose. Yep. It had uh, it had teeth, it had legs, and then it just it served its purpose. Yep. It served its time, yep. and you've done some incredible networking for us, and we've developed into uh, the Be Humankind campaign. Yeah, and it's just it's such a feel good thing. Pretty cool. Like it really is. Pretty and, cool. You know, if we yeah. hadn't talked about this a year ago, you would have went, "The hell are you talking about <laughs> yeah. Be Humankind?" Yeah. But we are where we are. Yeah, and it's transition, and you've played uh, a, a major role. 
Oh, th thanks. Well, yeah, for sure. Really, uh, yeah. you got it going. So it, it's a uh, big kudos uh, to you and Sarah and uh, and your group. And then, you know, you've introduced us to so many people that right. have opened the doors for a conversation. Yeah. And then the whole thing about what it means to be humankind. Yeah. Um, so what, what does it mean to you? Ooh, I think be humankind is, is, is something that, uh, I mean, to me, it means, you know, don't forget to take a moment to sit back and sort of reflect on, you know, how you impact the world. And uh, it's sort of introspective in a way for me. So it's just, it, to me, it's just a reminder. You know, mm -hmm. you get busy, there's lots of stresses in the world and, and things happen. Um, everybody knows that. But I think it's just one of those, those times where if you need it, it, it alerts you to the fact that, okay, it's okay to take a second and just reflect on yourself and reflect on how you impact yeah. everyone around you because yeah. you know you need good people around you just as much as you need to be good people around others so yeah exactly <laughs> and i i uh, i couldn't agree with you more and, and you know we we need to understand that that we need people they need us yeah and we all need each other yeah uh, to do our part, to be good people, to be kind to another, be tolerant and, and be vulnerable and yeah. be accepting of one another. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are, race, creed, color, sex, age, doesn't exactly. matter. Yeah, that's know, right. Be, be uh, acceptant of one another. And I truly think that we're being taught a lesson here. Mm. Um, you know, my, my uncle uh, put it to me quite eloquently. He goes, I think God's just telling everybody, just go to your rooms. <laughs> go to have a, a timeout. It's a timeout. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> but doesn't matter how old you are, you still get the timeouts. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, that's and it. every time you get a timeout, be like, you get a timeout. Like, oh, I got a timeout. Oh, I, I got, got the timeout. Time. I got to take this. I, yeah, it's just you're trained from a young age. It's funny we have young kids, right? Yeah, and so giving them timeouts, I feel a little guilty sometimes. <laughs> you know, because if someone told me timeout, I'd be like. Ah, oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Take a time out. But it's it's a good thing, right? Yeah. So you're this busy, busy business guy that's just connecting everybody and their brother and, and building, you know, little ships and bigger ships. And, yeah. Uh, Knock on know, wood, hopefully. I mean, yeah. We'll see how it goes. No, you're doing just a, a tremendous job. And then uh, I knew it. But I didn't know it all at the same time. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, you had told me that that you play and you you, yeah. you you're an artist, and I'm yeah. just like, uh, yeah. Here. And then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, wait, did you say you were an artist? And then yeah. uh, just a couple of days ago, we we had a, a meeting at Frontline Ford. Yeah. We come out. Uh, you're there with your son, and uh, we're in the lobby there, and he's playing away on the ukulele, and then you grabbed it and and started playing, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> you got that, and then we have the guitar there that's uh, been, uh, uh, you know, made for us by uh, good friends of mine, uh, the Singing Soldiers, Graham Trude, with uh, As If his company. Nice guitar. Yeah, and you just started playing it, and I'm like, holy Hannah! Oh, really? This guy can play. <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I, I love, I love, uh, I love storytelling. Yeah, yeah, and and at a young age, uh, my dad um, played, obviously. And it was just a way for, I think, to, for us to connect. Yeah. You know, my dad was a talker. He was, he, was, he was a very outgoing guy. But I think when it comes to sort of, you know, you, your dad and your son and all the rest kind of sitting around a campfire or whatever, playing music was a way for you to obviously connect and to, to share stories. Sure. Right? And sure. stories of the song that you happen to be singing. So it was ingrained with me at a very young age. And uh, to me, everything in life, whether it be business or art or 
communication all really comes around storytelling. So um, I love the art of storytelling and if, and through music, obviously it's creative and, and I like that it just as an outlet. So, and really that's the, the, the basis and the premise for the be humankind podcast is just that storytelling. Yeah. Cause everybody's got a story. Yeah. And there's usually a story behind a story. Yeah. Right. You know, so that's what it's all about. Awesome. Um, would you play for us? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to. Let's hear it. So I, I, I picked this song out, uh, because it's a beautiful song for sure. Um, but, um, I thought of it because it's, it's sort of, it's a song in itself allows you to reflect. So just for further extension, I think of my response to the be humankind. Awesome. Concept. So just something like that? Yeah. <laughs> it was a nice song, right? That's beautiful. It's, it's, reflection. it's yeah, a reflection on things. It is a reflection. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, very uh, I didn't very write cool it. Song. You didn't? <laughs> I didn't write it. Oh, okay. I promise. I didn't write it. I swear. <laughs> no, it's got a bit of yeah. a, a folky thing to it. It's got some country mixed in there. It's uh, yeah. It's just a really good reflective song. Oh, Fields of Gold. I mean, it's yeah. one of the most beautiful songs out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So have you been playing long? Um, since I was, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. It's for wow. a while. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been on the stage? Yep. On, on the big stage? Um, well, probably, uh, you know, big, big stage back in the day when I was younger. Okay. But uh, for me, as a, you know, I recognize as a musician, my, I could find, um, you know, a lot of great pleasure in playing for for crowds and i still do sometimes i play you know in smaller venues or for other people even if it's for family it doesn't matter yeah i just enjoy playing regardless i can come here and play and 
and it's all the same to me. Um, but for me, I, I, I thought, you know, in my 20s, I said, um, there's a lot of good I can also do in other ways. And so, you know, you say business, I, I got into many ventures and, and that creative mind allows you to continue to sort of add value and, and to do good things in other places. So um, it's always been a conflict for me. I'm always conflicted. You know, do I can, can I be an artist and can you continue to play and make it a, a profession as a job? Okay. Or can I take the same type of creativity and outlet and, and apply it in other ways? And so I try and I sort of walk the line a lot between an artist and, you know, business as it were, because I don't think of business as, you know, very uh, uh, cut and dry sort of, you know, like, like a lot of people think, oh, it's business, it's, it's sales or it's accounting or whatever. I don't look at it that way. And I'm not sure what you think about that. I mean, you're a business owner and you obviously run a business, but it is really about being creative, finding creative solutions and finding, you know, creative products or services um, to, to provide to customers. And, yeah. and I think as an artist or a musician, you are a business anyways. You, you're just building your brand and you're telling your story and you're doing those things. So I, I see them as kind of one and the same, as, yeah. odd, as odd as that sounds. No, and it, I, I do. I, I understand what you're saying there. And uh, it also comes down to, um, you know, with, with the with the business, you're, you're right. Like, I have people that will look after certain avenues that uh, I'm just not very good at. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I have those people. Yeah. And then uh, I, I do the, the more creative side of it. And, right. and that's that's what I bring to it. I bring the creativity. And then I ask the other people, okay, how do I do this? Yeah. <laughs> and they look after that. And it's, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's all good. Yeah, it yeah. takes a team, right? It takes yeah. a team to do things. And, and it's no difference. Uh, you know, I draw parallels to music and to art. It okay. takes a team. It's yeah. really not just about the artist. It, it's, you know, usually there's songwriters or, you know, managers or producers or directors or whatever that you have, you know, audio people around you. You, you need a team. And it really does take a team. It takes a village, as you say. Absolutely. Um, it takes a village. Uh, I, I agree with that 100%. Um, you know, uh, Angie and I have been very, very fortunate over years to have two uh, very loving and caring families, uh, extended families, and uh, with projects or just getting together or whatever, they've they've always been there. Yeah, good right times, on. bad times, the whole bit. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it doesn't. It takes takes a village for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. So what's? Um, I mean, it's 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 a challenging place right now. The world. It's yeah. it's changing yeah. every day. Yeah. Uh, what will be, will be. Yep. Uh, I don't know where we're going. I don't know what it's going to look like at the other side. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I think it's a question. It's just your opinion. I have my opinion of yours. Yeah. Do you think we're, uh, we're talking about reopening? Okay. Are we reopening too soon? Um, you know, I think that uh, too soon again is probably relative. I, I think that... Uh, We've probably gone through a time where we've learned a lot of things. Yeah. More so than, you know, in healthcare and maybe even how viruses propagate. Um, hopefully this time of education has allowed us all individually to understand some of the activities that we need to perform now going forward. I'm sure this will not be over in a month. It'll probably yeah. be maybe years. Who knows? We don't know. Right. Um, but individually, I think the time that we've taken has been a learning time as well. And um, 
it's it's up to us to decide individually and and responsibly how we're going to handle this going forward. I mean, governments can certainly help, and I'm sure they're going to mandate certain things, but otherwise, it's it's up to judgment. So, in terms of opening, I hope we can get back to some level of normal as quickly as we can. Yeah. But I think level of normal is going to be what we make it right. ourselves. Right. You know? I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Because we 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 can't say what it's going to look like or how it's going to be or what no. that, that's going to mean to to us individually with our businesses or us individually, right? Yeah. But it, uh, I think one thing for sure, uh, it's going to change. Yeah. Uh, and that's just up to you how you how you move forward with it. Totally, we're 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 big people. We're big big women, big men, and well, we should be responsible and and understand how we need to handle ourselves and interact with other people and exactly. do it responsibly. Right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Did you see it in the news? Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. But uh, you know, the U.S. wants to open up. Like right. they're, they're, yeah, they're yeah. just chewing, you know, I had to, yeah. to get open. Yeah. And I guess in the state of Colorado, there was this restaurant down there. I don't know whether you've seen it on the news or not, but they weren't supposed to be open yet, but they just went ahead and opened because they're just tired of not being open. Okay. They opened and the place was packed. It was packed, yeah. Like just beyond packed and nobody was wearing any PPE and right. it just like, oh my gosh. Right. Like those are, those are decisions. Everybody gets to make the decision. Yeah, right. They make their own decision. They're, you know, we're, we're big people. Yep. But, um, you know, I just hope that they understand what the implications are. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, can I get you to play another song? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Your choice. Sure. I can play one uh, that I wrote, actually. Oh 
Awesome, man. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks. And you wrote that? Yeah. Uh, you're for, uh, that's, that's beautiful. Thank you. It really is. And uh, uh, you've got a, you know, a, a pretty special gift there. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, we've come down near the end of the show. Can't wow. believe it. Yeah. I, I love the, the words in there, uh, love's a battle, life's a battle. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so fitting to what's going on right now. We've got a bump in the road. And we just, we've got to endure here. Yep. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. That's right, yeah. Um, Robert, thank you for being here. Thank you for being part. Thank you for introducing me and connecting me with so many uh, beautiful people. Oh, it's me. We got so much left to do. I, we have lots to do. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We've, uh, we've come down near the end. Uh, we're going to wrap it up with a little bit of good news medicine or good medicine news. Um, just want to say shout out to all the group at, at Frontline Fort. Incredible group of uh, uh, girls, guys, the people that have been with us from day one, people that come in and use our uh, practitioners and uh, maintain their mental and physical health. It's a, it's a beautiful place. Uh, I can't say enough to uh, my wife Angie and my daughter Melissa for driving the bus over there and letting me come every once in a while. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And uh, I hope we're open for many, many years to come. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say uh, thank you to them. You know, we, we formulate ourselves around uh, a story of, uh, I don't know whether you've heard about the black wolf and the gray wolf. I, I, uh, yeah, a, I think Ron might have shared yeah, that. Yeah, it's or an you old did. Yeah, so, Cherokee yeah. Indian story that yeah. uh, goes on about uh, how the gray wolf was full of love and support and giving and caring and nurturing, and the black wolf is is shame and anger and deceit and greed. Yeah. Uh, it lives, both of them live within us each and every day. It's just yeah. who we decide that we're going to feed that day is who we will be. Yeah. So it's just a reminder to people to be humankind. Be tolerant of one another. Be acceptance, and uh, and we will uh, we will come out the other side. Now they're talking about they may have a vaccine. Oh uh, really? Yeah, they're talking about it. A yeah. uh, couple of different studies on the go, but uh, let's hope that comes sooner than later, and we yeah. can get back to whatever normal is. Great. Yeah. Sounds thank great. you for coming. Thank you again. I really appreciate yeah, it. Was, it. Uh, it was a great show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, we just want to say thank you to Canada for the opportunity to share our stories with you. It's what to be humankind podcast is all about we're all about stories here it's how we face adversity together and how we respond to the random acts of kindness be humankind uh it's okay to be not okay in this time we all get it we all understand it and we all appreciate each other uh, please stay being positive uh be kind be safe let's get through this thing together be humankind 
And we're going to leave you with this. Thank you. I'm here with uh, my good friend that I've just come to uh, to know and, and connect with, Wes Moore, and you were with who, sir? The Village Manor Retirement Home, Brian, thank you, and Meals and Wheels for Willis Township. Yeah, it's fantastic, and we're going to start to supply you and your staff with whatever PPE we can, but especially the hand sanitizer to keep your staff safe. Fantastic. Good work, Brian. Glad to be part of this. Thank you. My brothers and my sisters go fight against the great unknown Slam.